Bygones, the Animate Bill rewatch podcast where normally we rewatch every episode of Animate Bill through 2019 eyes. But this episode we've got volume two of our mailbag. So, Emma, it's been a whole six months ish since we last did a mailbag episode. Yeah. Um, how, what have we done since then, I guess? Georgia got a haircut. <laughs> Georgia got uh, a haircut. But we had another guest on the show. We did, Alice. Um, we also f- had a little foray into watching The Practice. We did. Which was super An experience. Fun. <laughs> it was an experience. We actually had a tweet from um, a listener uh, when we put that episode up saying that he uh, was from Stu Laird who said he very much enjoyed having a bonus episode um, that week and he said I haven't ever seen it or thought about watching it on any previous rewatches but managed to track it down and watch it before I listened to your podcast bonus ep. That ending was a plot twist that I did not see coming. <laughs> and Same. Stu, we feel you. Yeah, I think that was something that I think a lot of people had fun with. Yeah, with the, I mean, we certainly did. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but we've also been busy in other places. Yeah. Uh, so we recorded a uh, segment for the Britpod scene podcast did, yeah. called uh, Pod vs. Pod with the Spotlight Boys. Yeah. That was really fun. That was good fun. I also guested on High Expectations podcast, talking about when I lived in New York, yes, which was really that funny. that was great, yeah. I wrote a blog on Love Actually at Christmas yes. for the Customers <laughs> podcast. Um, but we've, we've certainly been busy beats. We have, yes. Yeah, it's been good. It's, it's been really fun. fun yeah um and i think it's a great way to round off season one by uh getting your questions and yes. seeing how well we can answer them yeah or not i can't promise <laughs> anything no but we'll guarantees see. so um should we open yeah. our little creaky mailbag <laughs> Oof, it's dusty in here um so the first person that was uh, wins the prize for quickest submission of questions is Zach. Um, <laughs> okay. He emailed us with lots of questions. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm just going to go through them. Yeah, go, go, go for it. <sighs> Rattle them off. So mm-hmm. he says, what do you ladies think of season one? What do we think of season one? Uh, it's, it's, a, <sighs> it, <laughs> it has, it ups and downs it's not a consistently great no, season I think it was very much warming up yeah it feels it like a show stride. yeah it was still it, which a lot of TV shows have in the first season where it's still trying to find its feet and trying to find what it actually is mm. and sometimes it kind of deviates from that there were definitely episodes that were filler and then towards the end of the season it was like they were suddenly trying to cram a load of plot so yeah the the plotting of the season wasn't wasn't very well done and i don't know if that was due to bad planning or i I don't know yeah who knows like why that was but i i think it, it had yeah, similar teething problems to a lot of shows in their first season. But I think by the end of the season, the characters had really found themselves a bit more going yes. into season two. Like, you yeah. know who they are, you've bonded with them. And there was enough in the course of season one to keep me watching yes. as a viewer. Yeah. Both back then when I first watched it and now, I would say. Yeah. Like, even though we watch it and we kind of love-hate relationship, yeah. I, I, like, I'm looking forward to season yes. two. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, Seeing what's what. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. No. Um, Zach also asks, what was your favourite case in season one? Oh, favourite case. I really like the brown leather one that Billy hugs. He loves that case. Um, He does love it. uh, Blanky. It is his blanky. Um, I'm trying to think. <laughs> favorite case. I'll tell you one that I found really interesting. I don't know if it's favorite, but it certainly stands out in my mind as being an interesting topic of conversation. The one where they had the polygamous couple that wanted to get married oh, as a three. Yeah. Like I found that interesting because I remember concept. at the time I remember thinking, well, this is just unnatural like yes. why would anyone want to do this yeah these sexual deviants yeah <laughs> now i'm like actually i can see that it why, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. sense yeah yeah, yeah yeah so i found that really yeah interesting. that is an interesting one i really like the case with the artist 
Yeah, I just thought that was such a poignant So sad. Case. Yeah. And it really made me... Yeah, it, I, I think it was a different... Because this is the thing, it's like <laughs> David E. Kelly does love his sexual harassment cases. Mm. So it is refreshing when you get a case that is... Uh, not that. Yeah. So I like this because it was it was different, but it was poignant. And oh, and also like the murder trial case. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I, that was you know, great. I love that. Yeah. Like, um, and seeing the resolution of it because yeah. we didn't actually get any of no, the trial in no. Ali. It was the practice. That it was the trial. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, so yeah, I think those are because they're so completely different to yeah. what we normally see. Yeah. So I enjoyed those. Yeah. I think the most. Um, Zach's next question is, I felt that Cro-Magnon was a deep episode in terms of hallucinations. What episode do you think was deep in season one? I think, I mean, you can interpret that lots of ways, um, but I think one of the most, I think one of the episodes where Ali had to really think about herself and others was the one where Georgia had to give the ultimatum, or she mm. didn't have to, she did give the ultimatum mm. to Annie and Billy to be like, stop fucking fanning around, around. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and just like, if you're gonna do it, go do it. Like, yeah. that was like, she gave her a free pass, yeah, and having to consider like that moral quandary about yes. whether, therefore, go for it and um, what that would do. I think that was a real head scratcher, <laughs> yeah, and I, th- I, I like. Because, um, like, ethically, she said it's okay. So, technically, yes. she doesn't have to feel guilty. But then what that the impact of going there would then have on her relationships with... Like, it would be short-term gratification. Yeah. And, like, scratching that itch that she's clearly been wanting to scratch because mm. she can't get him out of her head since they broke up, basically. Mm. But, like, she's got that relationship with Georgia now. She likes Georgia... Um, her and Billy would never be able to be friends no, properly. No. Like that would, and the fact that she was mature and didn't do it, mm. I think, was an interesting topic. I like it any time Ali's made to think about her, like own. Uh, I don't know what the word is. Behavior. Yeah. So I like. So I like the episode where we have that whole revelation that she had a sexual relationship with a university professor. That's a great episode. Because it's this thing where it, she's been in denial for so long, like she's always been very kind of like, I'm a, and she still is very much like, I'm a good person and yeah. I've got good morality. My and, shit doesn't seem... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, uh, you, yeah, I mean, it... It's like it, one it, it for her, Exactly. For and it was an abusive, like, of a power and all that kind of thing that we discussed. But at the same time, she did know he was married and she went ahead with it anyway. And that really clashes mm. with who she her thinks... Who, who she, like, says think she is. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think it is Cro-Magnon, the one where she's realising that she doesn't have to be in love with someone to have sex with them. Yeah, that was Cro-Magnon. Like, that, yeah. that challenges that, yeah. that that belief that she's held with her all, yeah. all this time, that somehow if you... Like, I think that's the thing with Ali, is she's so concerned with being a nice girl and a yeah. good girl. Yeah. And everyone thinking she's nice. Yeah. That, yeah, she just yeah, has this belief. She's not nice. She's not nice. A lot of the yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. And and the thing is, is like, yeah, this was one of her assumptions was good girls or nice girls don't have sex for the sake of having sex. And it's like, yeah, you can. It's fine. Yeah, like Yeah, like, and I, I liked... See a big dong, jump on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I liked that she was able to move past it to have that, yeah. you know, casual sex Yeah, that was nice. I felt like that was like a, a real a developmental like leap for breakthrough her. Breakthrough yeah. for her, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I, thinking about that thing about her wanting to be perceived as nice and like the good girl, for someone who thinks that, she's so... And I really don't understand, the show constantly tries to portray her as like Julie Andrews, yeah, like good. sweet, good, yeah. chaste. Whereas actually, she's none of those things. She's actually really crotchety when you first meet yes. her. She's often like really crabby with people yeah. for no reason. That is not to me the mark of a sweet, nice 
no, girl. No, not at all. Um, not adjectives that spring to mind no. when I meet someone like that. Um, and she's also not particularly chaste. And I'm not saying that I value chastity in someone. I think no. you should be able to go and do, do whatever what you like. Do whoever and whatever you like. Yeah. But she's not. Like, she goes no. around sleeping with and kissing and dating a lot, which I'm like, great, good. Fine, but yeah. don't, like, lie to yourself. And make out like you're morally superior to others who are doing similar things. Because there's no moral superiority. To be had. To be had with that. Yeah, exactly. You know? Anyway, so yeah, I mean, I don't know if that answered your question exactly. Uh, he also asks, if you were Georgia, would you divorce Billy? I think... I think saying, a resounding yes. yes. <laughs> if I was Georgia, I would never have fucking married Billy. Yeah, exactly. He's a wet blanket. He's terrible. He's awful. Yeah. As you know. <laughs> As you well know, Zach. <laughs> um, and he says, if yes, so I think he knew. <laughs> Who would you marry, Greg or John? Greg or John? I guess if Neither. there is no choice to not marry either of them. I don't, no, I don't, I don't think I'd marry either of them. I would marry Greg. I don't, I, neither of them, like, I like... Greg <laughs> is husband material. Like, I, what I just, I just think he... I just didn't like the way he treated Ali in their little like courtship dance thing where every time he flirted with her, she'd flirt back and he'd be like, excuse me. And I was just like, you flirted first! I know! Don't make He's me flirt just... back and then act like I've done something really I transgressive! Mean, shy and I think that he was acting no. like he was transgressive. I just think he was a bit like, is this happening? Like what? Oh, I just, I, I'd just be like, I'd never know where I stood with Greg. I'd just be like, what is your, I don't understand, what is going on? All you need to do is have that conversation then, and then he told, and when she did, he told her exactly what was going on. Well, I, uh, uh, anyway. I think Greg's a perfect choice for a husband. I don't, I don't like, uh, um, <laughs> not, not either. Okay. Not either. And uh, abstain from I abstain from that question. Um, so, also, why do the characters keep bringing up Renee's sexual assault case in season one? What? Because they're dicks. <laughs> well, I feel like it happened a it couple happens of times. It a couple of times, yeah. Because obviously it happens quite late on in the season, um, so I don't know if they'll keep bringing it up in season I d- two. I, d- I doubt that um, they will. But, um, yeah, because they're dicks and they don't Yeah, and they don't understand the severity the, of the, the seriousness. Yeah. And how that what is not an her. appropriate yeah. thing to say. Like, I think um, because it was the 90s. Yeah. Carolina! Yeah, that's why. Because people had a different attitude and yeah. we now are more woke. Hopefully. Enlightened. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was all of Zach's questions. Thank okay, you, Zach's thank questions. you, Zach. Um, and then we had a question from Daniel who runs the Fridays podcast, which has just finished, actually. He's just stopped running this. it, which I'm really sad about. Um, have they stopped all it. together? Yeah. Aww. I think, I don't really know why, but um, yeah, I'm just sad that they're gone. Really. Well... You know, to all those who don't know, doing a podcast is a lot it's of hard, hard. work. It's like, really it's hard. It's like having a second job. It is, yeah. Like, so, yeah, like, sometimes if you don't, some, there's a million reasons why suddenly you, you don't have room do for anymore. that in yeah. your life anymore. Yeah. And, yeah, if, 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 yeah, if he feels he has to stop that's sad but you have to it. do what's best for, for oh, you totally. like it's this your is free content and like, you can do what you yeah. want with it it's yeah. fine but um yeah no so i'm uh thank you daniel for all of the fridays over the years i've really enjoyed it but he sent us a question and oh. said do you think the ali mcbeal cast have a whatsapp group <laughs> <laughs> well, i see now right yeah, yeah. Because there was all these rumours at the time that nobody got on with Callista. Some of the female actors that were on the show, I think some of them did some interviews or hinted at the fact that they felt under like extreme pressure mm. to stay slim. I know um, Courtney Thorne Smith certainly has spoken about that. that yeah. um, in part because of Callista's body oh, shape, weight, um, and I, I'm not gonna cast uh, speculation on what was going on with Callista's body. Some people are naturally thin. Some people have. Eating disorders. Eating disorders. Who knows? But some people are actresses in Hollywood and are under made ridiculous in, pressure. Yeah, intense pressure to 
uh, fit into certain sizes. So I mean, it doesn't sound like a very healthy no, environment. No, I, I can't imagine, like, yeah, I've heard similar things in regards to the women on that show feeling very... Like, it just doesn't And who sound... knows what the actual truth is. No, no really does, but I but, can't yeah. imagine that that would have been a happy time in your life if that's the pressure you're walking around for with sure. for your job. Yeah. So... We could always tweet Peter McNichol and ask if he's got... Mm, but maybe <laughs> it's not something that the male actors would be all that aware Where of. Yeah. Like, because they would not have been subjected to the no, same I mean, standards. No, I mean, not ask them about that, but ask them if they've got a WhatsApp. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's just not aware that they all still talk and they leave him out. He's not. <laughs> no, no. Oh, that's sad. I don't like the thought of that perhaps they've all got, perhaps all the female actresses have all got, like, a survivor's <laughs> Yeah. Like, we survived. We survived, Ali McBeal, um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean... For that reason, I don't think it was necessarily a happy family cast. Working Certainly class, not yeah. the original OG cast. No, I, I, yeah, I can't imagine that it would have been much fun walking around with that kind of pressure yeah. on you. And I think... I think that, I, I like to think that when they see each other, they're like, nice. happy to see yeah. each other. But I think probably... It's too much baggage. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And this like, is all speculation. It is completely but... speculation. No idea. But I... Yeah, I... It wouldn't... Sadly, I'm going to say no. Yeah, but... sadly, I, I think it's unlikely. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we had a question from uh, someone else from the Britpod Scene uh, pod, uh, podcasts. Um, so, Issa from the Fears and Desires podcast said... How much do you think it would cost to get Robert Downey Jr. to appear in a reunion episode? <laughs> I think we're All talking... All the money in the world. <laughs> I don't think there's enough money. I don't think we'll go back. No. No. And I'm not surprised, <laughs> considering how it... Again, like... he's, like, probably got his own Survivor's WhatsApp thing. <laughs> Just him in it. Like, I survived being fired from Manny McBeal. Well done, Rob. Oh, well, that's great, Rob. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I hear you're in the next Iron Man film. Yeah, I am. It's really good. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I think you're right. I don't think. Uh, no, no, there ain't, there ain't enough he? money. Yeah. Why would he? Yeah, I don't. I think he was probably again, high as a kite. Again, when he was on yeah, there. like so I don't have, think really have any bonds. No, I don't think. There. Again, I don't think it could have been a happy time in his life considering how it ended. Yeah. So yeah, no. Why yeah. would he? Um, we had a question from the EastEnders Weekly podcast, which is uh, a really good EastEnders podcast, if you're into EastEnders. And they said, would you like to see a Sex and the City type film to be made for Annie McBeal, or would you prefer they brought back short 10 episode mini new series? Well, like a reboot? Yeah, like a... So either, if they were going to bring it back, would you prefer they brought it back as a, like a film, or revisit it in some way? Like, that's happening, mm, as a given. Yeah. Would you prefer they did it as a film or as, like, a ten-episode, like... I don't think it would suit a film. I don't no. think there's anything... I don't think anyone wants to sit and watch there's Annie nothing, for two hours. There's nothing... <laughs> there's nothing that lends itself to the cinematic experience no. of Annie McBeal. Like, it it's not purely, a cinematic film, yeah, uh, show, is it's it? It's purely televisual. And... Because yeah. and, at least... I think the reason Sex and the City translated so well to film yeah. is because it was shot in fucking New York and you've got all which is such a cinematic city yeah. like and the clothes what, and it, the shoes yeah, and the exactly yeah, yeah. like and, and but Ali McBeal doesn't have that it has like shots over Boston which I'm sure Boston is a lovely city but it's not but it's New not, York Boston's not part of the show in no, the way that New York no, is part yeah, exactly. like they don't go on location they're like no. in the courtroom at Cajun yeah. Fish I mean, this must have all been shot in LA, right? It was, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they're not even in Boston. No. So it's just like, yeah, it is pure just shots of Boston. Now we're in an yeah. LA yeah. courthouse or studio pretending yeah. to be in Boston. Like, yeah. So yeah, Boston is not a character the way New York is. So if we had to choose, like, there was I not think an option it would be, <laughs> yeah, miniseries. Miniseries. Yeah. Carla from Theme Park Films podcast, and she's got another podcast now called the Number One Rerun Podcast. Okay. Rerun. Rerun podcast. I've kind of, sometimes I get that Jonathan Ross thing where I can't pronounce my We one. We one podcast. <laughs> um, 
Carla, anyway, he says, <laughs> would the character Annie McBeal be more suited to marrying Han Solo or Indiana Jones? Uh, Which I thought was a really funny question because like obviously she's married to Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think she could cope with either, could she? No, I... She'd just be like, oh, so, they're running off without me. <laughs> it's maybe an unpopular opinion, but I've only watched... I haven't watched any of episode one, two, and three, as in the 90s, like, Star Wars. No. And I've only watched episode four and episode... A bit of episode five, and then I've watched the new ones. Yeah. So I'm not, like, well-versed in Star Wars. No. But I know enough... And I've only ever rewatched them in recent years, so yes. the last five years. Yeah. And my takeaway from them is Han Solo is a fucking dick. <laughs> but she likes fucking dicks. <laughs> in more ways than one. Exactly. <laughs> um, she does. So I wonder whether she'd be attracted initially. Because Indiana she'd Jones be is a bit to like do good. Yeah. Like, Save the world, and I know Han Solo's like that, but he's also a bad boy. Yeah. So I think she'd be attracted to him. Yeah. But I think she'd lose. I don't know whether she'd get as far as marrying him. No, I don't think. But I don't think she'd get as far as marrying Indiana Jones. She's more either. likely to get closer to marrying Han Solo than Indiana Jones. But I don't actually think she'd marry either. No, no, because they're always off having adventures, and she's like, she wouldn't want to do that. It. Yeah, she'd, she'd, have, she'd be like, but how am I seeing my therapist? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What about my hair? Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, now we have some questions from the guys from Ladypod Squad. So, um, we've got a question from Nikki, who um, uh, hosts the Six Degrees of Wiki podcast, um, along with her sister, Rosanna, who also sent us a question. But Nikki's question was, how do you think being British changes your interpretation of the show versus people watching it that are from other countries? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's a great question. I think the most obvious thing that I notice being British is obviously the law is slightly yeah. different. Yeah. And it's interpreted slightly different. Yeah. So some of the... And the way the justice system works is different, different in the UK. So, yeah. like, we don't have gavels. We don't, like, no. do some certain things that we yeah. see happen in the animal bill court. And it's funny because I think when I studied law, when you first study law in this country one of the first like lessons that they impart in one of your first like tutorials is everything you think you know about the legal system is wrong because you've all grown up on american tv shows like, <laughs> we don't do any of that shit here this is how ours works the american Forget system is completely that. different yeah. like yeah. like a lot of people in the uk when they study law go into their first like like introduction to law class yeah. like 101 and go are surprised to learn that we don't have gavels. Yeah. That's not think, something we do. Yeah, I think that is, uh, like, I think I knew that, but I forgot that. And we that. also don't have a lawyer that just litigates and argues. We have a, a solicitor and a barrister system. Yes. Which is different. different. They don't have that in the US. Yeah. So it's like all these little things that, like, I don't think America realises the influence it has over yes. everybody's, like, knowledge of what they think the legal system is. is yeah. Because often I've heard people say, well, can't they just do this? And I'm like, mm, we can't do that in the UK. Yeah, yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing is, I would say, <laughs> Ali Mc... And I don't know if... It's hard, because obviously it's a TV show, and I don't have any experience or knowledge. I've never studied American law, mm. so I don't know how true to American law the show is yeah um but what you often see in american legal proceedings on mm. tv yeah is they make very emotional arguments in their closing they make very um passionate like uh they tell stories they do xyz yeah. the uk they kind of do that but it's far more dispassionate yeah it's like these are the facts i've presented this evidence yeah like you wouldn't be able to introduce opinion like they introduce opinion a lot of the time yeah. in their closing arguments particularly yeah. on Ali and I've kind of seen that to some degree in when I've watched American legal proceedings on TV like I've watched Making a Murderer and I've watched yes. like the OJ Simpson documentary yes. and that shows you clips of the actual legal proceedings yeah. and some of the statements that some of the lawyers make I'm just kind of like I don't think you get away with that in a in UK court because it's yeah. just opinion. That's yeah. not you've not presented evidence, and maybe they've cut out the bit where they've presented it as evidence. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. I just feel like there's more emotion 
and like passion and oration allowed in American proceedings and that is more kind of maybe putting something into a story like a narrative like rather than like you say fact finding and then hearing the facts yeah like I don't know yeah but I mean I I think certainly there are things like there are cultural differences between Mm. America and Britain um not just in legal terms but also just personal like the way we relate to each other are kind of because I think Certainly, uh, I think America can be a lot more puritanical around sex and... uh, Swearing. Yeah, and swearing, whereas in Britain and Europe in general, like... We're more relaxed. We're more chilled out about that stuff. Alcohol as well. Alcohol as well. Like, yeah, I think... So there are things that can come up in... Ali McBeal that are presented as being a big deal. And we're just and like, we're like and... really? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so and also the the things that come up that happen a lot in American shows where they reference another American show that maybe was never big in Britain. Yeah. And, and sometimes uh, they'll make cultural references to like sports games or something. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, I've got no idea. No idea. Or I have to look about. up. Yeah. Like, I mean, nowadays yeah. it is a case of like Google. Yeah. If you're that bothered. Yeah. But like back when we were first watching it, yeah. it just would have been like, well, I don't know what that is, but never sure. mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, you kind of got the broad gist of it. Yeah. You didn't know the details. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. But I, I don't think it, um, yeah, I think my, the main thing is the differences in the legal system I learn, I, I, I see a lot more, but also how I interpret the show, a lot of the time I'm like, what is everyone worried about? Yeah, calm, calm down. Calm down. <laughs> like, <laughs> so hysterical. I think we're a lot more laid back about yeah. stuff that really doesn't matter. Yeah, Whereas yeah. they seem to get more wet up about Exactly, yeah. Um, so, Rosanna, who's Nikki's sister from Six Degrees of Wiki, yeah. asked us, when looking back on an episode or storyline that you found to be pretty problematic, how would you change it to make it work for today? So, so I think... pick one and then... Well, I think... I think there are things like you can change how the... Like, the decision in the courtroom, whether someone is found guilty or not guilty, yeah. they get off or they don't. And also the reactions of the supporting cast yes. to a particular... Incident. Incident. Because often that's what gives the... Betrays what the show's trying to, to get say. you to say. And, yeah. and it's like, oh... Like, whenever I'm like, do they mean us to go away thinking this? Yeah. Because that's pretty problematic. Yeah. And the... the clues that I pick up as to whether I think they are or they aren't. It's usually about how the majority of the rest of the cast are reacting. reacting. And also they're speaking for like the Joe public. You know? And also, yeah, how that case is found. Yeah. Like whether the person is free to go or not. Yeah. So I mean obvious big example is like Renee's sexual mm. assault, yes he was found... Oh, she was found not guilty because yeah. she was sued. But um, they then have But they then have this yeah. huge big reaction. It, With it, Ali. To, to make yeah. it, like, unproblematic, you obviously don't have your victim being victim-blamed and yeah. shamed and yeah. all this kind of thing. Yeah. Another obvious, like, one to me is is um, the woman who had her foot tickled in the middle oh of the night. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, the fact that it was... Not only did he get off, but everyone around that woman was being like, oh, just give him another chance. Like, oh, there's chance for love here. Like, yeah. like stop being so, you know, uptight about the fact that he broke into your house and the cost of your foot. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, it's just like, yeah, well, yeah, flip that completely. Yeah. And that makes a far less problematic. Yeah. Yeah, like, treat also, that as a serious yeah, violation the- it was. The other big issue we had was with the fat phobic episode of yes. Kitten. Yes. I mean, the fact that his main storyline was the fact that he was larger and so found it he was marrying a lady who was also fat. Yeah. But felt that he was only marrying her because he had no hope other option for, for doing that. Yeah. Um I don't necessarily 
I think there's a way of keeping the gist of that story without it being as problematic as it was. Because I don't, I can buy that people would believe that would about believe themselves. That about themselves. Yeah. But you don't need the show to endorse that view, yeah, which and, is what they and, do. Yeah, and, and be you, like, what's right? You, what you do <laughs> is take out all of the disgust that Ali shows yeah. about his size, yeah. like beforehand when she has to give yes. him CPR, like yeah. that doesn't need to happen. Yeah. And you have them talk, her talk him round to make him see the value in himself and yes. that he is... He is fine. Worth. Yeah, worth um, having love. And, yeah, like, there's... Yeah. And, and what I think this all of these things boil down to is there is no representation in the people running the show. No. Like, no. it's a very, very it's undiverse... David E. Kelly. Yeah, it's David E. Kelly, and then maybe there's some other producers or people that are involved yeah. with the show that help with it, but I would bet you money that they're majority white men. Yeah, or, straight men or maybe white even. women sometimes there might be white I think there's yeah. some white women in yeah. there that are involved with the show but like I mean I don't know like the sizes that, and I think a lot of it's through the 90s yes so those attitudes are going to be prevalent even anyway. if you were diverse yeah. but I just think having a more diverse pool of eyes and brains on this yeah would have produced a slightly better, better outcome show. yeah yeah and that's the, that's the challenge when you've got one person running everything yeah. and you get one point of view. Yeah, yeah. Without anyone challenging that. Yeah, it's yeah. harder to challenge that when you've got, like, one man captaining the ship. You're yeah. like, I, even if I didn't... Even if some of these people didn't agree, I don't mm. think they necessarily felt Would've that they could be like... Uh, David, um, have you thought about <laughs> maybe rewriting this? <laughs> maybe you know? changing your opinion on... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, the next question is from Meg, who is co-host of the Indoors Women podcast. And I met up with Meg uh, a couple of months ago. She came to London and uh, we had uh, coffee ah. together. And we met half a month Where did she come from? She lives in California because her husband works oh, for Google. wow, okay. Um, and uh, he uh, had to come over to London for work, so she came with him. Oh, awesome. But yeah, it was really nice to meet up with Meg. Oh. So yeah, she said... What's a pet peeve of yours that you would make a prosecutable offence if you could? And what would the punishment be? Pet peeve Oh. Mm. Oh. Um, you know what mine would be? What? In tube stations or anywhere that's like, like the pavement, like busy, like people shouldn't be allowed to just stop. <laughs> It should indicate, move off to the side. Exactly. Yeah, like cars. It causes so many problems. Like no, everyone I agree. piles up behind. I agree. The worst offenders are people that get off escalators. Oh, my, and just that's stop. dangerous. So dangerous. That's fucking dangerous. Yeah, they're allowed to just wander around doing it willy-nilly. <laughs> um, and for my, I think my punishment, for the escalator one, I'd be like, well, you clearly can't cope, so you have to use the stairs. Like, you don't know how escalators work. You're not allowed on them. <laughs> You have to get an escalator license, <laughs> and if you violate how to use it, then you get it taken off you, and you can only use it first. I'm trying to think <laughs> something that that is like a pet peeve. Maybe I'm just uber chilled all the time. No, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at you like no. Oh, the other thing. I've got so many. <laughs> One other thing that really winds me up so much is when people go, like, you talk about something on, like, if you're chatting online, like, WhatsApp or whatever, with people and you go, oh, I just saw this or X or Y, watch this show or whatever, and someone goes, oh, what's that? And I'm like, can you not, go like, Google? Everyone's got Google. <laughs> Everyone's got I'm Google. not going to Google your shit for you. <laughs> I that really pisses me off when people don't when people just ask instead of googling stuff. yes yeah I don't like I don't know what the punishment would be a slap around the face <sighs> see this yes I've gone there caught more punishment <laughs> <laughs> see I really I don't like people who walk down the street smoking in front of you oh my god that's winding like, up so much uh, it goes in your face smoking i think should just be outlawed I, unless you're in the privacy of your own home but even then like i i really like there's someone on my floor who smokes so much weed and it like saturates the whole hallway right and the other day i could smell it in my own fucking flat and oh, i was so annoyed no. i was just like I, this, 
stuff makes me feel fucking nauseous. Yeah. Like, I don't want it I in my own. I can't own. think of many other, I don't think there is any other, personal habit that is as selfish as smoking. Smokers often, even if they just do it in their own home or outside, you still smell of it. Like, it's mm. just like, it's not just affecting you. You're like breathing that smoke back into my air, mm. where I am if you're on the street. Mm. Mm. I didn't ask for this. I don't mm. want this. You can get cancer from passive smoking. Yeah. Like, fuck off. Yeah, I will. I, I am I not. Like I don't love confrontation, but I am not shy. If I am standing at a bus stop and someone is smoking in there, I will say you'll need to move because I can't go anywhere else because it's raining and I'm in the bus stop. But you're you not do, you allowed not, to smoke. Yeah, in but the bus they stops. do. They do. Um, but you can move elsewhere, yeah. and you will because this is. I don't have to breathe this in. You should. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. See, I wouldn't do that. I, I just think it's that. so rude, and I always make a show of being like, if I'm stuck behind someone, like in this, I work in the city in London, so it's yeah. full of like bankers and yeah. wankers, like walking Bankers along. and wankers. <laughs> so I often have to walk down from Liverpool Street, uh, about 10 minutes down from where I, um, where my office is, and in the morning, everyone's piling off the trains, mm. and as soon as they get out into the open air, they're all lighting up, and mm. you're like often stuck behind. Mm streams of people with cigarettes and I'm just like <coughs> like I make a really big like yeah. over dramatic show like, show of being like this is disgusting yeah because I'm like shame them like I mean I don't know I don't know that it works I don't, I don't care it makes me feel better <laughs> well as long as you feel better yeah I'm so anti-smoking. I, I, I just I don't mean, understand why anyone in this... Like, I can understand It's just when it affects me that I have a problem with it. If you do it in a way it doesn't affect me... I don't think you I can. I don't care. Because even people... I've worked with people who are very good about going away. Like, if they're at a restaurant, they'll get up and go outside and make sure they don't smoke around... Well, mm. obviously, if you're indoors, you can't yeah. be. And if they're outdoors, they'll go somewhere else. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. at parties, they'll go somewhere else. Or, yeah. you know, be very, very good. Have Conscientious. Good, yeah. Even then, though, they come back and they fucking stink. Yeah. Like, who willingly makes yourself smell disgusting before you're about to I hang know, out with people? I know. And I, I understand I, previous generations didn't know as much. They got hooked before they did, and it's yeah. difficult to give up. I get that. But this, these generations coming up, like our generation, we all knew. Yeah. Why yeah. anyone would choose? Yeah. To put themselves yeah. into that treadmill of oh, no. towards like. Illness and disease. I don't know. I don't know. I, I it's don't. It's so antisocial. I don't. I, I just. Yeah. It's just when it starts to affect me that I'm like, if you manage. I, I, I don't mind too much if someone. Because especially. I mean, it depends. Because I think if you're smoking really cheap stuff, yeah, that can smell atrocious. Yeah. But I think there are. I think there is cigarette smoke that is less offensive to your nose than others. Like, I think if you're buying really cheap stuff, mm. that's really horrible. More expensive cigarettes, I think, are less horrible and, and offensive. Like, if you are willing to spend the dollar, I will hang out with you. Yeah, seriously. Because <laughs> like, that, I think, and I think in part it's because we have grandparents who smoke. Yeah. That, and I don't mind the smell no, of their it. smoke. I, really I don't mind it. it, but I, I, I don't know whether that's because they buy better quality stuff or I'm just used to yeah. the stuff that they smoke and I associate it with them. Yeah. And so I don't find it an offensive smell. Yeah. Like, Whereas, yeah, I think it depends what type of cigarette you're smoking as to whether or not I'll also, be like, Ugh. It's interesting because, I mean, they ban smoking in public, in inside public buildings um, in the UK, was it like? it's over a decade ago. Yeah. Um, and I forgot, because obviously that happened when I was about 18 or 19, I think. Mm -hmm. So I had a couple of years going out to pubs before the ban came in. I know legally you're not allowed to, but... <laughs> hey. Nobody called the cops. Um, a lot of people do it in the UK. Yeah. I bet everyone in America's gonna be like... <laughs> but yeah, I had a cut... I remember the years when the smoking ban wasn't in force. Yeah. And going into pubs and coming home after a night out and absolutely reeking of cigarettes. Yes. And like, my hair would smell. Yes. But you forget that because I went to Berlin uh, last year in February yeah. for someone's, a uh, friend of mine's birthday. 
and they don't have the same smoking ban really? uh, in Berlin. And I love Berlin. Berlin's a wonderful city. I really want to go. G Germany's great. I've I been really there a few go times for work, but like this was a fun trip. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not that work's not fun, <laughs> uh, but this was for pleasure. Yeah. And, um, we went out and it was so much fun like in the day we saw lots of stuff and then we went out and all the restaurants and the bars were all fun but full of smoke and I'd come back to the Airbnb and just be like oh my god my coat because obviously it was really cold it was February uh, like down coat yeah. like padded I'm like what am I going to do with this it stinks How of am I fucking air smoke this out? Yeah. and I was like I forgot we had to do this like so yeah. much admin yeah. and like I haven't don't have the habit done anything yeah. you yeah. know what I mean and it was just like because before then I was thinking, oh, Berlin's really a city I could, like, move to. Like, it's so lovely. Yeah. Um, and then after we went out for the evening, I was like, forget that. Like, yeah. I can't live like this. No. This is insane. <laughs> but I think it is that thing of, like, when you're living in it, you don't notice. I don't want to yeah. do that. No, and I, yeah. Once don't make me. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, no, your ticket's booked, you're okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It's not good. It's I, I And it makes everything yellow, like oh it's yeah. yuck. I I'm trying to think if there's anything else I have pet people. What would you punish people for for smoking? Just fine. I bet we're gonna lose loads of listeners from this question. Just, like all the smokers are gonna be like, Well I'm never listening to <laughs> Just just a fine. A fine. A fine. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> Give me money. That's so nice. I can wash my clothes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Actually, I don't. I'm trying. You to... should have to pay everyone who is in the vicinity. Yeah. To dry clean their clothes. I don't. I'm trying to think. There's there's other things that piss me off, and I can't. <laughs> you need to give me these questions before so I can prepare for them. Oh, sorry, I didn't think of that. No, I didn't think either. Um, what about like fat shaming? I know you get really annoyed about that, like in the media. <sighs> Yeah, but I get annoyed by like I lots of stuff. Um, yeah, it's not really a pet peeve. No, it's, more it's of not a, a pet big peeve. Issue. It's a yeah, <laughs> a big societal problem. Yeah, when people don't pick up after their dogs. No, that really pisses me off. I can think of so many things. I'd be nobody wants me what to be annoying for me. Yeah, <laughs> I really pet peeve is men. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought that was it. Men. You were like, I, you know, fat shame is too much of a big issue. I just really want to go for a little niggle. Men. <laughs> when men start talking about something and they won't stop and they think they're really fucking fascinating and it's just like, Great. Can you not see from the body language I'm giving off that this is really, like, not that interesting? Who, uh, you have to name names, but, like, is there an example that you've had in your past where you can <sighs> describe what they were talking it's about? It's usually middle-aged men. Yeah. Usually, like, there's, there's <laughs> people I've worked with, people I know personally. <laughs> Like when and it's gonna tell me afterwards. Where <laughs> <laughs> it's just like they get onto a topic and then they just ramble on. I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> no, but the, there was a guy at my work who once went started talking about something. It reminded him of a job he used to do, and then literally, literally, I. <laughs> Proceeded to waste my fucking time by telling me the entirety of his fucking CV. <laughs> then I worked here as this, and I did this, 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 and this, and that was alright. But then I worked here, and I had it on the like, like, And this would have been in the seventies, so we didn't have this, this, and this. But I did this. What was? Uh, what were you doing oh with your my face? God. <laughs> myself equally because I don't just look deadpan at them and go yeah great bye like I don't I don't do that I I'm too nice and polite because that's what I'm supposed to be and it and it, and it, it annoys me polite. it annoys me that that is so 
entrenched in yeah. my yeah. Like, programming yeah. as a young woman like that that is what I'm supposed to do to save the feelings and the egos of men yeah like it just it fucks me off so much so what punishment would you give them I just want to be able to hold up a card and be like please stop interesting I think you're not half as interesting as you think you are I think what should happen is everyone should be given a button and if someone does that they should be able to press it and it comes up with like I don't know this like big fanfare of being like you are boring as fuck (laughs) and it's like oh sorry I've exercised my right to press this button what can I say and it just like announces it to whoever's nearby it's just yeah there you go yeah but I think that is a real pet peeve yeah is men thinking they're far more interesting than they actually are yeah it's a it's a hazard of modern life I would say modern life just life life uh yeah Okay, so next question, <laughs> Kate from the Pups and Pop Culture podcast, who, um, I think she sent us a question for our last episode, but we didn't include it, and I don't know why, because I must have just forgotten to read it out, because I definitely had it on my list, um, but I did listen back and we didn't read it out, oh, okay. we must have skipped it or something. Okay. Um, but uh, Kate's question this time, I think she chose a different one, is, who would make a better lawyer, a cat or a dog? <laughs> about a cat that is just a bit more tenacious. Well, a dog would be like, "Hi, ah, ah, hiding. <laughs> yeah, oh, you're definitely gonna go. Oh, but he's got a good argument too. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. The judge just walked in. Oh. <laughs> Let's go see the judge. Like my tail. <laughs> like they wouldn't be like. Whereas a cat would be like, hmm. so. <laughs> you think you're arguing a case, are you? Well. <laughs> I got news for you. <laughs> Though, mind you, a cat might be so, like, laissez-faire that it's like, I can't be bothered to argue <laughs> yeah, right now. I'm that... going to have a nap. Or halfway through, they'll just walk out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm bored with this now. Bye. I thought I was interested, but I'm not. <laughs> Good day. <laughs> this is boring me. Goodbye. But I think you're more likely to get a, some kind of... I can't believe I'm saying this. I like you went from a cat. <laughs> the dog would just be like, well, this is good, isn't it? Yeah, this is all very good. Oh, what's that show? I'm trying to think. There's a film or a TV show that has a lawyer in it who's terrible and, like, comically terrible. And I can't think of what it is, but they remind me of that dog persona we were just talking about. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's Troy McClure. They're not Troy McClure. Lionel Hugs. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. But it's almost like he's like, oh, well, that was interesting. Oh, well. Oh, no. I know what it is. It's in Blackadder when... Um, <laughs> when Hugh Laurie yeah. is um, representing uh, Blackadder. Exactly. In the in the war, war trial. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. In the fourth series. And he, when he shot a pigeon. Yeah, when he shot a pigeon. Yeah, and he's just like, well, this is very interesting. <laughs> it's like, you're meant to be defending him. That's how a dog would be. They'd be yes. like that. <laughs> yeah, completely. Completely. Yeah. So oh, I didn't have any other witnesses. So I just want a bone now. Great. <laughs> on cat yeah um so the final question we have is from amanda who runs amanda's pick show a go-go podcast and also the mafia minute podcast which is she is breaking down and discussing each minute of the godfather like episode by episode is another minute okay interesting yeah so her question is if calista flockhart wasn't ali mcbeal who would you cast in the role instead okay Michelle Pfeiffer. I'm guessing, yeah, I'm guessing... Because uh, uh, David E. Kelly's married to Michelle Pfeiffer, so... Uh, and Callista, I think, there's a rumour, I don't know how true it is, that she was cast because she looks a lot like Similar Callista. to... So David was like... Oh, sorry, she looks a lot like Michelle, so... Yeah. Um, David was like, hmm. That one. That one. Yeah. I like that. Um, hmm. 
casting her for that then? Because we've done like a recast of if we were doing Ali McBeal. We did that in the last mailbag. Yeah. Um, I think let's do it for then. Like who was around then? Who do you think? Yeah. I'm not sure. I kind of feel like Callista Flockhart did make that role her own. Yeah. To the point where I'm like, yeah, I can't really imagine anyone else doing it. Yeah. I don't... I'm trying to think of, like, 90s actresses that possibly could Well, I didn't really know of Callista <laughs> before this. No, no. Um, so it would have been an... Un- she would have been an unknown. I mean, Drew Barrymore has always been a bit, like, has a cookie yeah. persona. Have you seen her in Santa Clarita Diet? No. Because that's really good. We've just finished the first series. Okay. And um, it takes a while to warm up, but, like... She's very good in that and like, yes. like uh, not kooky, but just like funny. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can and she, and she is similar. a good comic actress. She's very good. Yeah. 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 So I think potentially she could have done the role. Yeah. I think that's a good wow. show. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. She also, Amanda also asked if, uh, the same question, but for Jane Krakowski in Elaine Castle, who else would you cast? Again, she did really make that character yeah. her own. And the thing is, you'd need someone with a really good singing voice as well. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, like, gosh. Uh, I think that's really hard. It is really hard. <clears throat> Especially people who are... I mean, I imagine someone like Megan Mullally would be good. Who's that? She played um, uh, Karen in Will and Grace. Oh. But she, I don't know if she has a singing voice or as good a singing voice as Elaine. Yeah. I don't, oh, Elaine. Jane. <laughs> <laughs> Or like again, the singing isn't there necessarily, but like Jennifer Coolidge. Jennifer Coolidge. Who was uh she's illegally blonde, she's like the older lady that she like the nail salon. Oh And she yeah. was in friends as <laughs> yeah, like Yeah. I feel the perfect art <laughs> I'll call you on my mobile. <laughs> She's great. She's great fun. Yeah. Though I was thinking of, and it's only because of the curly hair that made me think of her. The I don't. What's her fucking name? Hang on. <laughs> uh, Claire Kramer. Who's that? She's uh, the actress that played in uh, played the goddess Glory in Buffy, the god. Oh, have you got a picture? Let me see. I don't remember her. Let me just. I go back to her as Glory. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And it's just, I think it's because she's got that, like, curly hair. Yeah. And I can imagine, and she is really quite, like, mad as Glory. Yeah. Like, she's quite, uh, I think she could do that kind of, like, eccentricity that Elaine has. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know about her singing voice. No. But I, 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 also I think I'm happy she would to have, have them all audition for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I thought of her. Yeah. Well, there you go. So those are all our questions. Oh, okay. The only thing I wanted to do, I thought we could do um, at the end, is um, firstly we did a couple of polls after we finished season yes. one about uh, the what everybody thought on Twitter was our best, the best episode of Animate Beal in season one and the worst. Yeah. Um, so do you want to guess? The best? Yeah. Uh, maybe Cro-Magnon? No, it was a hunt, that was an option. And I also, so the way you do Twitter polls on Twitter, you can only have four yes, options. Yes, yes. But the fourth one was always other, so it's people yes. wanted to say others they could. Um, it was 100% yeah. for Boy to the World. Oh, wow, of course, yeah, yeah. I forgot yeah. about Boy to the World, yeah. Eleanor, how could you? Sorry, yeah, no, um, that's fair. And then the worst episode, what do you think people voted for? Um, it'll either be, I think, the fat-shaming one, mm-hmm. or the one with Renee's trial where everyone's victim blaming her yeah it was that one being yeah yeah Yeah. that was a 60 percent and then i think the rest of them were waiting for fat food oh okay so yeah yeah. so yeah so that's what you guys thought were the best and worst episodes um so just to finish this up i just thought we'd gather up everyone's reviews that they've done for us in the last six months because um people take time out 
I know. To write Very reviews. Lovely. Rate a review yeah. on iTunes. And it's great because it helps people find us who yes. haven't found us. Yes. Um, so I just wanted to say thank you. So we had a review from Heencast, which I think is a podcast that I don't think I've listened to them, but um, they've reviewed saying <laughs> their reviews, called, reviews titled I'm Gonna Take a Moment. It says, <laughs> It is a treat to revisit this 90s gem of a TV show and view it through a modern lens. With Laura Jane and Eleanor as your hosts, You'll laugh as they break down the plot and provide their lively commentary. Verdict, you will enjoy this podcast thoroughly. Oh, thank you. Okay, so the next one from number one rerun podcast, <coughs> Memory Lane with Ali McBeal. 1990s writing looked at by 2010s eyes. Well, strictly 2019, 2018 eyes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Eleanor and Laura Jane expertly guide you through episodes you thought you had long since forgotten and jog your memory to perfection. Anyone to who anyone who watched Ali McBeal should subscribe. Subscribe! Subscribe! Uh, then we had one from Meg, um, who we sent us a question. She's the oh, yes. Women podcast. Um, she's put verdict, guilty of first degree fun. <laughs> And she said, even without having seen a single episode of Annie McBeal, I love this podcast. Hosts slash sisters, Laura Jane and Eleanor, provide the perfect amount of context to follow along with the plot, plus lively commentary mixed with hilarious recurring segments. The best part is revisiting such a thoroughly 90s show from a 2018 perspective. It's fascinating to hear the sisters evaluate iconic TV once deemed so progressive through the lens of today, especially when it comes to gender politics. I may start watching Annie McBeal just to enjoy this fan cast even more. <laughs> it's funny, I hear from a lot of people who listen but don't watch or have never watched. It's quite interesting. Yeah, that's, yeah. that is interesting. So, uh, cool. Okay, so this is from Jobo15. A trip down memory lane, 2018 style. I've really enjoyed looking back on Annie McBeal with bygones. Applying 2018's very clear filter gives a fresh take on the show while keeping things fun too. The hosts are great. You can tell they have a real fondness for Ali McBeal and are well informed about current attitudes too. Looking forward to more. Thank you. We had one from Steph who co-hosts a podcast called Anglopod, which is, um, they're American ladies, but they are, each episode is about a different British Yes, show. I listen, I've listened to them. Yeah, they're really fun. Really yeah, good. I really like them. Yeah, um, and uh, she's put, like, hanging with friends. I began listening to Bygones last week and I am so, so thankful I found it. It's been such a blast re-watching Annie McBeal and then hearing LJ and Eleanor's modern day take. They <laughs> do... An excellent job of keeping their critiques intelligent and honest without sacrificing humour and light-heartedness. Bravo! Like, oh, oh, we like it, guys. and be intelligent. So the last one is from Stu Laird, and it's <laughs> this title is better than getting my knee done. Yeah, I don't know what that was in reference to, I don't know to, what you were Stu. doing, Stu. Uh, did you have a knee operation? I hope your knee is okay. Yeah, like, look after your knees. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bygones is my all-time favourite podcast. Thank Hands you very up, much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As a massive fan of the show who's seen every episode countless times, it's been so great to rewatch the episodes in a new way along with Laura Jane and Eleanor. The episodes are hilarious, well-structured, and you really feel like you're watching the show with old friends, albeit ones that are as a bigger fan of Ali as I am. Can't wait for season two to kick off. I need Ling and Nell in my life. Woohoo! Because January will be dull without my fortnightly fix. Until then, bygones! <laughs> <laughs> I love that review. That was so That's cute. so nice. And thank, thank you, you for everyone's reviews. Yeah! It's yeah. really, it's just like, as I said, I think last time we did Mailbag episode, like, I'm always astounded that anyone listens takes to this. Takes the time to do it. Out, well, yeah. takes time to review it, but also just listens. Yeah. That isn't someone we already know. Yeah. So it's just, <laughs> Who feels obligated. Yeah. I just, <laughs> blows my mind. I tell you. You're all mad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So, that was, that's about it. I think yeah. that wraps up all season of our one season one official, content. Yeah. With a bow. Yeah. So... We're uh, coming back with season two very soon. Very soon. Um, Won't in be long. A few weeks. Yeah, it uh, should be at the end of Feb. Yeah, so you don't so have too long that. to wait. Watch out um, for announcements as to when you can expect our first episode of season two on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. We're mm, at Twitter yeah. at Bygones Podcast. Facebook, search for Bygones Podcast and we're on Instagram at Bygones Pod. Yes. And uh, if you have any 
you're missing us, if you just want to chat, just say hi. Just email us at bygonespodcast.gmail.com. Yeah. We're manning, manning the inbox. <laughs> just waiting for you. Waiting your, patiently. Uh, you know, but yeah, so I hope that you've enjoyed season one and you're looking forward to season two. We too also need Nell and Ling in our lives. Yes, so, uh, looking forward to that. Really looking forward to that. Yes. Yes. So, so until, until then, next time, bygones! Bye.